0: Brummel and by trade and training I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children, I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to How to Human, and welcome to today's episode on procrastination. So I was pulling this episode together, and I was just thinking about how much I love, love, love this work and this community, and how really you all allow me to do what I love best, which is to to really get to know people, humans, the psychology, the hearts, that are all at play here and how we can best human in this world from a place of health and wellness and groundedness and also recognizing that it can be pretty messy and I think the more we are honest with ourselves and transparent with ourselves, and the more we grow in our self-awareness, as we always talk about that body awareness, thoughts and feelings, and then also making sure we continue to to build that hope and optimism muscle. I think we've got this life thing in a way where it's it's all doable, it's all possible, because when we have those things in motion, I think we are. We're doing it. We're showing up and really asking the deeper questions, digging deeper when needed, and uh, just in general, showing up for this life because it doesn't stop, right? I woke up this morning, Monday morning, and thought, all right, a new week. Let's go and uh, don't turn back. And I, I just love the fact that we have the opportunity every day to be the person we desire to be. And that doesn't change. It is ours to own, and it certainly requires some work and effort and discipline and commitment, but it is absolutely available to us. So there's no greater time to start than today in this moment. And we're going to be talking about something that I think helps us be better because the more we understand procrastination, I think the less it has its hold on us. And we know that procrastination doesn't necessarily serve us most of the time. So for all of you, I think for today's conversation, I just want to want to state that when I think about procrastination, I think perfectionism is cleverly disguised procrastination. So I don't want to say procrastination and talk about that without acknowledging the role that I think perfectionism plays in our procrastination. And this is true in my own life as much as I think it's true for many of my clients, because we all have a tendency to procrastinate. Maybe not all, but the majority of us procrastinate and put things off that might require more of us might require our time, our vulnerability, our focus, something that might entail putting more skin in the game, whatever it may be. When we have those things at play, we tend to have a desire to procrastinate. And I wanted for today to dig deeper into the understanding of the why behind this, because I think the more we understand the why, the more we have the ability to change it and engage with it differently. So why do we put certain things off, right? Until tomorrow, and then maybe the next day, and the next day. And I do this. I can I am on to myself in a way where I'm like, "Oh right. I'm saying I'm going to do that tomorrow. Nope, it's getting done today." I have to hold my almost my feet to the fire on that sometimes with things that I know trigger me and Create more of that stress response in my body of, oh, I don't want to do this. And I really want to help myself and all of you dig into what the psychology is behind that, what's driving that, and how to best get a handle on it. So, as we've discussed in many of our previous episodes, when something generates a negative feeling in our bodies, this negative feeling is based often on our thoughts about something, okay? It's our belief system. It's our conditioning. It's something that triggers in us this response to a particular task or thing or person or situation. And when we have a negative feeling that comes up, our primitive brain reads that as a potential threat. And it's going to kick into trying to protect us okay? And avoid whatever that potential threat is. And avoidance, there is no better you know, uh, vehicle for avoidance than procrastination. So why do we procrastinate on some tasks? We humans procrastinate to avoid negative emotion. It's that simple. So when you all identify as a procrastinator, and this is something I've done some videos on, and I think it's something to again state today, When we identify as a procrastinator, I want you guys to consider instead of saying, I am a procrastinator, you can turn that into, I am someone who has a tendency to procrastinate on certain tasks so that it isn't as much an identifier for us and for you as it is a behavior that you choose based on. A certain emotion in your body. Okay, Procrastination is not a characterological defect. And this is why I don't want us identifying as a procrastinator as much as it's a procrastination that we have in terms of behavior. And so it helps us get a little separation from it and recognize not a characterological defect, it's not a moral failing, or it's not this mysterious curse on our ability to manage time. But in fact, it's a way of coping with challenging emotions and negative emotions brought on by certain things. And then these feelings, these negative emotions are brought on by the thoughts that we have around these particular things and then the perceived deeper implications. So think about some of the feelings that come up for for us around things that we tend to procrastinate on. Some of the most common feelings that come up in us that we want to avoid, we typically then procrastinate, are fear and insecurity and boredom, anxiety, uh, frustration, resentment, self-doubt. I'm sure there are many more that you could even come up with yourself. But the point is that these emotions are not easy emotions to navigate and to feel, They're not light and airy, right? They don't feel so good. And they're brought on by our relationship, our thoughts to a particular thing. It's something to dig into because procrastination is more of an emotional, an emotion regulation problem, not a time management problem. So if you think about this from the place of saying, if procrastination is really about an emotional regulation problem, that's something I can address, right? Instead of thinking, I can just maybe time manage myself out of this tendency. Not so much. At least it's certainly not true for me and certainly a lot of my clients. So it is more about this this drive for short-term comfort versus long-term gain. Our avoidance, though, depends on the given task or situation because there are things we don't avoid, right? Right but those things we are well acquainted with, those things we know we are avoiding on a consistent basis. And it may be due to something inherently, possibly unpleasant about the task itself. And it could be, well, I just did something earlier about cleaning a toilet. Not something I really enjoy doing, right? But I did it. Not great, not fun. Like to put that off whenever I can, but thought, you know what, I'm going to just get this taken care of. And Talking to a client earlier, for her it was writing a 30-page paper on something that isn't particularly moving for her. And our desire to avoid might really also come from, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, deeper, more uncomfortable feelings related to the task. So such as the self-doubt and the the anxiety and the overwhelm and insecurity, etc. I have a young adult client right now who's working on a talk, a public talk that she's not excited about at all. And she was staring at her blank screen when I was talking to her and she said, all I was thinking was, I'm not smart enough to give this talk. And even if I am, what will people think of it? Um, Public speaking is so hard and I've never really been good at it. So why would I think that I could do this anyway? What if I do a bad job? What if it isn't received? Well, Right? All these thoughts she was having, of course, what do those do? Those thoughts only exacerbate the desire to avoid. And where are those thoughts coming from? That deeper fear of not being enough, not being worthy, not belonging, right? So, all of this, these thoughts can lead to us thinking that putting the talk aside, for instance, for my young client, and procrastinating on anything but doing it, that whatever that task is that brings up all these emotions for us, that by avoiding it, procrastinating, it's our best bet. So (laughs) maybe cleaning the toilet doesn't sound so bad, right? Because these other ones maybe are even more uh, uh, uncomfortable and difficult to, to follow through on. So understanding our psychology as humans... And how this avoidance only compounds the negative associations we have with the task. Okay. And those feelings will still be there whenever we come back to it. So, along with more stress and anxiety, the feelings of not being good enough and the blaming of self, right? Those things are going to come up. And the thoughts we have about procrastination typically exacerbate our distress and stress around it. Which only then, guess what? Not surprisingly, contributes to further procrastination. I know, being human, it's so fun, right? So, the relief we feel in the moment when procrastinating is actually what makes the cycle especially powerful and crazy making, right? By putting the task off, of course, in that present moment, it provides us relief. It feels good. And then we get rewarded for procrastinating. We love rewards. Our brain loves rewards. And when we're rewarded for something, guess what we do? We tend to do it again and again and again. And this is precisely why procrastination tends to be such a vicious cycle that I think can become chronic for us. It's a habit, which I think all of us would agree here. Procrastination every once in a while not such a bad thing, but when it becomes a habit, we know it doesn't serve us well. And over time, I think chronic procrastination it it doesn't just impact us in terms of our productivity, but it really impacts us mentally and and I think it even impacts our physical health because, of course, we know we're not a brain in the jar, right? We are a brain with a body and a nervous system, <laughs> and when we are feeling that we're avoiding things, right? And we are falling into a pattern that isn't serving us, it creates more stress and depressive symptoms and anxiety and chronic illness, right? So this brings into question, do we really procrastinate to feel better? And the good thing to notice here is no. It's ironic that we procrastinate to avoid negative feelings, but we end up even feeling worse. So I like, you know, we, we, we often talk about that we have these primitive brains and evolution to think for our desire to avoid negative emotion, right? Because we are perceiving it as a threat. The brain doesn't know the difference between a physical threat and an emotional threat. Okay? Procrastination is our hardwired tendency to prioritize that short term need of ours ahead of a long term one. And why? Because we weren't evolutionarily designed to think ahead into the future, the far future. Because why? We needed to focus on providing for ourselves in the here and now for our survival. So it all makes sense, but there's some rewiring. That needs to happen here—an update. I, you know, I recently heard a doctor say that, on a neural level, we perceive our future selves more like strangers than as parts of ourselves. And she further went on to say that when we procrastinate, parts of our brains actually think that the tasks we're putting off. And then the accompanying negative feelings that await us on the other side are actually someone else's problem. Isn't that amazing? We get distance from it in a way where we don't even take ownership of it. And then what we do we, to make things worse, we're even less able to make thoughtful, future-oriented decisions in the midst of stress. Our creativity, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but this is true for me, and I hear about this from my clients, that creativity in our executive function, the functioning is impacted. Because when faced with a task that makes us feel, say, anxious or insecure, we're thinking survival. We're not thinking flourishing. We're not thinking of taking action. We're thinking of avoidance, right? Staying safe. And the primitive brain, that part of our brain that is the threat detector, it perceives that task as a genuine threat. So in this case, that threat might be to our self-esteem or well-being. So even if we intellectually recognize that putting off the task will create more stress for ourselves in the future, what do our brains do? Our brains are still wired to be more concerned with removing the threat in the present moment. So of course, that's just about our you know, short-term game and not thinking about long-term impact, right? We literally, as humans, get hijacked by our primitive brains. And in order to shift that dynamic, we have to be onto it. We have to understand what's at play. And then we have to consider Both acknowledging that part of us that's trying to protect us and not banish it, but also not let it have the steering wheel, right? Maybe put it in the back seat and then get back to our higher brain and that executive functioning brain to have the the steering wheel and to make different choices and decisions. I think, unfortunately, as so many of my, my clients know, we just can't tell ourselves to stop procrastinating. It's not that easy. And being more productive doesn't address the root cause of procrastination. So this leads, I think, to an obvious question. For many of you probably listening, you're thinking, well, then how do we get to the root cause of procrastination? Great question, right? We must realize that at its core, procrastination is about emotions, not productivity. And the solution doesn't involve downloading say a a time management app or learning new strategies for for self-control because if it did I think we'd all be well on our way instead what it has to do is managing our emotions in a new way our brains this is the other thing that just keep in mind our brains are always looking for rewards and looking for safety, scanning the landscape for safety. If there's anything that's a potential threat, it's going to steer clear. If we have a habit loop around procrastination, but we haven't found a better reward for it, right, a better option than procrastinating, our brain is just gonna keep doing the same thing over and over until we give it something better to do. So to rewire any habit, as we've talked about in many episodes, and in this case of procrastination, we have to find a better reward than avoidance. And one that can relieve our, our uncomfortable emotions in the present moment without causing harm to our future selves. But the difficulty with breaking this Tendency, this leaning to procrastination in particular, is that there is an infinite number of potential substitute actions that would still be forms of procrastination, right? There are so many available to us. And that's why. The solution must therefore be internal. It's our internal landscape that needs to be cultivated here and addressed. And the light needs to be turned on on the inside, not on the outside, to address procrastination. This is really about our relationship with ourselves, okay? Relationship with the outside world. So if a solution is based on cause which is our thoughts and feelings, then it follows that the solution is our thoughts and feelings, right? And that's an internal job. Our thoughts and our feelings, it's all going on inside of us, right? And this requires some self-awareness on our part. Our internal world is rich with so much data for us to, to uncover. So think about the thought and the belief system that keeps us in procrastination. And maybe it's, I don't know how to do this. I'm afraid I won't do a good job. I don't know what people want. What if I make a mistake? What if I suck? I'm not sure about this. This is just super hard and uncomfortable, right? Whatever they are, whatever those thoughts are for you, consider doing a deeper inquiry process. This is again, an inside job. I want you to ask yourself some questions. Why am I avoiding this? What am I afraid of? What am I trying to avoid? And maybe it's if I finish the project or work or or workout or whatever it may be, what would be the downside to that? What would be the risk of finishing this task? And then if you can't find the answer to those, maybe ask the flip. What's the upside of procrastinating? And this can be gold because the answer, whatever your answer is, maybe it's, if I finish, I might get criticism. Or if I don't do it, I stay safe and I won't receive criticism. I stay in the periphery, not in the arena. There is advantage. There is an upside to that. I stay safer and I also realize I stay smaller. So notice when you ask yourself, what I am avoiding The brain's gonna give you an answer. Be honest, stay transparent, listen to the answer. And then notice when you hear that answer from your brain, notice if you're feeling some anxiety in your body, right? This will be your telltale sign that it's your thinking that's creating your procrastinating. And then how do we change our thinking To steer away from procrastination might be what you're asking right now. We have to come up with a new thought when thinking the old stressful thought. So it might be the old thought is, I don't know how. And a new thought might be, I've always figured it out. I just need to start trying. For my client, it might be, I have something to contribute And I'm willing to not be perfect and contribute versus avoiding and missing the opportunity to make the world better, right? To contribute to the the greater good here. So do a self-check-in. Take your current thought and thoughts and beliefs. Notice how they feel in your body and what they're generating or not right? Well, it's all there. Feelings are already generating something, but it's, it's not always an action. It's an inaction, but it's still something right that they're generating. Cause we're always going for a feeling, right? And then I want you to consider brainstorming other thoughts that feel better in your body. You don't have to go straight to a positive thought, but start with more neutral. And it might be that I know if I try, I can create something good that's it. That feels more neutral in my body than, I can't do this. I'm terrified of messing up or I'm not good enough for this. And I can't take the criticism that might follow. Instead, I know that if I try, I can create something good. That feels good to me. Okay? It's not going completely to the, the you know A++ plus 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 in this, but I don't need that. What I need is something to generate a different feeling in my body that then generates a different action and less procrastination, more doing. Avoidance, as you guys are going to find out, and we all know this to be true, it makes our fears more likely to come true. Did you know this? I think you did because procrastination only perpetuates the likelihood of our fears coming to life. So be curious with yourselves. Do you believe or do you have to believe that thought? Whatever that thought is, because we know our thoughts are optional. They are objective. We can think whatever we want. (laughs) So even for my client, she came to this thought. It's not that, that bad once I start. And each step gets my wheels turning differently and my brain working on it from various angles. And as she said, it actually helps her creativity. Once she takes the first step, her brain is thinking the next step. It gets her out of the paralysis mode and into more action mode, creativity mode. So along with addressing our thoughts and feelings around our desire and need to procrastinate, there are some really helpful ways, I think, to manage the feelings that come up for us around procrastination, the beliefs that come up that are rooted in continuing to build that relationship with self. So along with everything we've been talking about today, I want to also offer forgiveness because when we forgive ourselves in the moments that we're procrastinating and we don't judge ourselves harshly. We're not beating the crap out of ourselves when we're doing it. We find, and researchers have literally found this to be true too, that when we forgive ourselves for procrastinating, we end up procrastinating less when going forward in our lives. So maybe we're procrastinating on a task and we're offering some forgiveness to ourselves, when that task comes around again, our likelihood is that we're going to take action. We're going to do it. Less likely to procrastinate because of that softness with ourselves. So self-forgiveness supports productivity by allowing us to move kind of past our tendency for procrastinating, that maladaptive behavior, and then focusing on something that's coming up without the burden of that past evidence that we have. Okay. Another really powerful tactic along with forgiveness and self-forgiveness is the practice of self-compassion, treating ourselves with kindness and understanding in the face of our mistakes and failures. You guys, procrastinators, guess what we tend to do? We have higher stress lower self-compassion, which suggests that self-compassion provides something that is a buffer against that need to procrastinate and avoid. So just having the awareness around that, that self-compassion supports motivation and personal growth. The same with forgiveness. This is good information, my friends, because It also, it it motivates us, it enhances our our self-worth, it fosters emotions like optimism and curiosity and wisdom and initiative, personal initiative. Best of all, self-compassion. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It doesn't require anything external. Just a commitment to meeting your challenges with greater acceptance and kindness rather than beating yourself up and regretting, okay? Another healthier way to manage the feelings that typically trigger procrastination, I mentioned it earlier, I'm gonna say it again, cultivate curiosity. Because if you're feeling tempted to procrastinate, bring your attention to the sensations arising in your body and mind, okay? What feelings are eliciting your temptation to procrastinate? What is wanting and making you want to avoid something? Where do you feel these feelings in your body? What do they remind you of? And then what happens to the thought of procrastinating as you observe it, as you're the observer of that thought about procrastinating? Does it intensify for you? Does it soften? Does it cause other emotions to come up in you? And then notice how the sensations in your body are shifting as you continue to put your awareness on them. And something that I think is a final really helpful thought, and I came across this uh, from Gretchen Rubin, and she talked about how we can make our temptations more inconvenient. And what she's really saying is that it's still easier to change our circumstances than ourselves. So we can take what we know about procrastination and use it to our advantage by placing obstacles between ourselves and our temptations. And then by doing this, it induces a certain degree of frustration or anxiety. So if you for instance, compulsively check social media, you delete those apps from your phone. Or you give yourself a really complicated password with not just, say, five digits, but 12. And then by doing this, you're adding some friction to the procrastination cycle and making the reward value of your temptation less immediate. And then on the other side of the coin, we make the things we want to do as easy as possible for ourselves so if we want to go to the gym before we work you know before work say or before class but we're not really a morning person what can we do to make that easier for us sleep maybe in our exercise clothes have our shoes right by the bed have our clothes right there right try to remove every 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 roadblock. And then ultimately, my friends know that procrastination is a deeply existential thing for us because it raises questions about our individual agency and how we want to spend our time as opposed to how we actually do. It's also a really good reminder of our commonality. We're all vulnerable to painful feelings, and most of us just want to be happy with the choices that we make. So in order to change our procrastinating patterns, we need to change our relationship to hard things, to negative emotion, okay? And with these things on board, we're going to learn we don't need to procrastinate, We can take action differently. Love definitely takes courage and being brave and letting yourself be seen and stepping into the arena, my friends, is not for the faint of heart, but it is where the gold is. So keep going for the gold. Know that I'm cheering for you, each and every one of you, and I will see you guys next week. Big love. Take care. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques, so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.